0: They're coming to you, you don't like sitting and waiting, then go to them. Hi, my name is Roy Canterbury, and today I'm going to be your host on Arch Talk 101. And what we're going to talk about today is uh, walking through the forest, stalking deer, um, you know hunting them on the move, uh, whether you're moving into your tree stand, moving from your tree stand, or that's your whole whole uh, hunt is uh, just spotting them and stalking them and, and going that way. Before we get into our topic today, I would like to offer all of our listeners a 15-minute call with me. I've been teaching archery for over 25 years, and I've learned a lot of secrets. and I can help you out. And so get on that get on that call. I'll leave a link in the description to fill out the forms and get to know you a little bit better. and Let's get together and talk about some archery and see if there's a way that I can help you improve your archery skills. Now back to the show. Let me get in a little description of what. Uh, hunting deer on the move is well. It's stalking the deer. It's not waiting on a stomp or in a blind or in a tree stand and waiting for the deer to come to you. Uh, that's how I normally do it. I have done both methods uh with some success on both of them. So uh, you know, as, as you you like to sit and and wait for them, sometimes you know that's just not the way to do it. So we're going to go over a few things you can do when when you're out hunting. Um, I know when you're if you're hunting evening hunt, you're going into your stand during a day, which is hunting time, and why not use that opportunity to see if you can spot some deer on the way in, and before you can get to your stand or your blind or wherever you're going to hunt. So, this could be you know rewarding in itself. You know the experience that you can move up onto a deer and and get that close to them. Um, I know one time I was out and I was, I was walking and I seen this deer bedded down next to next to this this little uh, uh, road in in the the farmer's field, and it was bedded down there and there's some grass in there. So I I took off my boots so that I could you know walk quietly and I got I got closer and then I I got down really low. There's a little bit of cover there, and I got within about five feet of deer and then I was like, how am I going to sit up and draw my bow because there was no cover for that but I was able to sneak clear up to him so that, you know, it would have been like a five yard shot. And, you know, I didn't plan on how I was going to be able to draw. And if I had a crossbow, I could have, you know, had it there, but for the bow, you have to have a little bit higher. So in the process of getting up, but that was a good experience on, on spotting a deer and then quietly moving up to where you was within a range of them. You know, that that can be, you know, that was an experience in itself. You know, I didn't get the shot, but the experience is something that was really, really, uh, um, you know, a good, good experience I took from that stocking thing when I was able to stalk it to him. Uh, what you need to do is you need to slow everything down when you're doing this method. Because, uh, you know, your, your eyesight, your breath, your walking gait, um you know that's all going to pay off uh, in in the long run. You're going to have uh, you're going to see more of the for- what's in the forest, all the wildlife, because you're not disturbing them. Um, you know while you slow down. You know you're you're going to spend more time looking and enjoying nature because you're gonna you're just you, everything's just going to slow down and you're not in a rush to get to anywhere. Um, so when you're pausing to take a look and listen. You know, that's when you see things that you may not even know was there because you're you're looking for, uh, you know, for the deer and listening and you're just listening to all the sounds in the forest. <clears throat> it's amazing uh, that the sounds that you'll hear when you slow down and you just just start focusing on what's going on. I remember one morning in the tree stand, it was all quiet. Then I heard what sounded like an elephant going through the reeds. and There was... There were some reeds a little bit further away, the direction I was actually looking, and I just heard this this terrible, noisy racket going through there, and I thought, you know, who is walking? What's the inconsiderate person that's walking in at prime time for shooting? It's that that just after sunrise. It's that perfect time for hunting, and who's making all this racket walking through the uh, the reeds? You know, and it started getting a little bit closer. Next thing I know, I figured out what was making all the noise. It was a small buck. There's walking through the reeds, making all kinds of noises. You know, everything's you know deer are really quiet. No, this guy wasn't. He was noisy, and he made lots and lots of racket going through there. And uh, I actually used that that little buck. Uh, he come up. I wasn't going to shoot him because you, know, you know, back then we had two tags, for is all we could get and I wasn't going to shoot a, a small buck I was going to wait for a big doe or a big buck you know they, you don't get much meat out of the small one so I was going to let him go so I took in uh, just he he come to not even a shooting lane, but right before it, I could see him he stood there for a while and then turned around just moseyed off and I thought I'd use my my, uh, my call a my your call on him and I, I heard him turn and next thing you know he walks down the other other side of my tree stand and Few minutes later here comes this big buck behind me which I had no shooting lanes because i you know I got the attention of this other buck in there and you know just you know that's the time to you know take a look and, and see what's going on practice with some of your calls you know when you're you're looking at it. just don't teach them what to do let's let's talk about things I've learned you know about hunting deer in the woods of Nebraska now, that's where I live is Nebraska most of my hunting has been in Nebraska so uh, that's where my experience is like. Um, and you can use some of these uh, techniques that I, I've learned uh the next time you go hunt. You know, they, you know, take take advantage of, of experience somebody else has had and apply it to your hunt. You know, that that's how we all learn. I know when I first started out, it was uh if I seen a deer print in the dirt, uh it was a good day because I had nobody to learn from. Uh, nobody I knew gear hunted uh especially for with bows you know any of mine knew that hunted they did it with rifle and i was i was bow hunting and i wanted to learn how to bow it because i that's where my my passion wide was in in archery um you know shooting guns is fun too but i just like the challenge of the of the bow and i'm learning and and then you go into uh you, you figure out how to start listing i'm looking for signs and then it got to where i could and I finally seen a deer, and then it's like, oh, man, this is a great day. I see one. It might have been on a drive in, running through a field, but at least I got to see one, you know, and then now, of course, deer being more prevalent, it's a little bit more, but, you know, then I got to where I go out, and I expected to see one, maybe not within shooting range, but expected to see one most. Most every time I went out, I'd learn how to figure out where they're at, where they're going to be, and, you know, one of the things you can do as you're going through the forest, you want to use some of these techniques. I'm going to go over here today, going through there. Because if you make a lot of noise, they're going to be gone. You're not, you're not going to see them because they're going to hear you coming or smell you coming. Um, you, you know, so they're going to see that and hear that and be gone before you even get there. Uh, so that's one of the things that you can learn. Some of the things I go through here as as we go through this uh, today is is some of the things that you can learn. And that's that will help you. In and finding out you know what's going on, Uh, of course now you know they have the trail cameras which you can put them out and let them run and and figure them out. But um, you know it's not cheating; it's using what you have. Uh, Whether whether you're hunting, still hunting or not, you know the principles are the same. You want it. You want to have that experience. And and even when you're sitting in a tree stand, you want to be looking and listening. I've had I've had deer next thing, you know, they're right underneath me. And you didn't even see them come in. They just kinda appeared, you know, really quiet. You know, they looked the opposite of that that one little buck I talked about earlier. Made all kinds of racket going through the raids and then now hit all of a sudden there's one appeared underneath your tree stand that you didn't even know about. So that's where you need to get in looking and see some of the stuff I'll explain a little bit later here. You want a deer hunt with a soft focus explain what i mean this you know a, a soft focus we see as all do predators forward with a focused you know forward and focused you know our eyes are both in the front so we can focus on one item at a time uh you know we're going to take a look at you know the average you know take a look at the average house cat have you ever watched one of them stalking something you know it's it's eyes are, are first right on that item that they're they're stocking you know, whether it be a, a bird or a squirrel or, or just something may see moving, um, you know, a mouse or something. Uh, they're narrowed, you know, every muscle's relaxed, but yet they're ready to pounce at a moment's notice. And one of the things we share with the cat, as well as all predators, is having eyes in front of our head, because that's designed to focus on a single thing. Now, deer and prey animals, uh, their eyes are, are designed to detect motion. You know their eyes are more on the side of their head you know if you look at at the deer their eyes are on the side of their head not focused forward you know where the cat and us and and other predator type animals were in the front so we can focus on one eye theirs are more designed to look at motion they're going to perceive motion first um, before they can determine whether it's a threat or not they're going to look for that motion in the woods um, you know, when still hunting for deer, you must adapt to the way they see. They're going to see that motion and pattern in you know, a pattern out of sync. They're going to look at the forest as an all, as a whole and take a look at thing as, as a unit, not as a specific tree. You know, you don't want to look at the tree. You want to look at the forest and you're going to see the movement in there. One One way you can determine this, you can see how that field of view is a little different. Now, here's how you can practice. You know, you're going to stand facing a wall, you know, about six, eight feet away, something like that. And you're going to stare at a hard spot on the wall. Just stare at one little, you know, you could, you know, put a little piece of tape on it and focus on that little piece of tape. You know, raise your arms off to your side, your fingers pointing out, and now you're off to the side. Now, what you want to do is uh, look at that one spot, stare at that one spot and start moving your hands in, 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 in until you can see, your fingers now once you can see your fingers now you can look and see at the side and see that's your field of view the opposite of that is to not focus on it. kind of just like gaze don't respect share anything and look and see where you come in and see where you see your hands so now that is your field of view if you don't focus so don't focus on a specific item you know just just look at the whole thing in general um you know we We teach that, you know, in the many years of martial arts, I did. we teach that as well. You know, you don't want to focus, you know, they say, focus on your eyes, Focus on your eyes. Uh, You know, the eyes will tell you what they're going to do. Well, you're you're focusing on the eyes, you don't see what the feet are doing. You know, so you want to gaze more, more like it at the chest, you know, just look at the whole thing and you can see what the feet are doing, see what the hand are doing, see what the head's doing. You can see the whole thing if you don't focus on one specific item. So that's what we want to do as we're out there walking through the forest, as we want to not focus on one thing, just focus on a general pattern and look for those pattern interrupts, something that's different in the view. We want to learn to look at the whole picture and then see changes in pattern. By practicing this, you're going to get a little bit bit better at seeing a deer. Uh, Have you ever noticed somebody that can spot a deer in a field or edge of a forest while driving? you're just seeing that pattern interrupt. Um, you go you're going down and you know, whether you're driving or not driving, you know, if you're not focusing on one specific thing, you know, like that car in front of you, you're seeing the whole thing and all of a sudden this pattern interrupt comes in and says, Oh, something there. And look, oh, that was deer. And and just keep going. Um, you know, I know when I was a kid, I, I was going out hunting and and the state I was in, you know, you could drive down and you could hunt off the roadsides where, the, where they was at. Uh, and I would drive down with my uncle and we're driving down the gravel roads, 50 mile an hour. And I just peasant. I'm like, how did you see that? All I can see is a blur going by. Well, what I was doing was I was focusing on the trees going by, not seeing past the trees. And as, as I got older, I learned what he was doing. He's not focusing on the trees, you know those. He's looking actually through the trees into the into the the forest or the the side of the road, and he can see those little little patterns of that that pheasant standing there, and they're not aware of anything. Now, if you stop and back up, they hide. So you know that's that's some of the stuff you want to do. Start looking at the whole picture and look for that pattern. There's things we can do when we're walking that's going to help us in that. Now, earlier I, I alluded to taking my boots off because one thing, the boots there is a little bit harder. Uh, your feet can feel what's going on. So what you want to do is walk from toe to heel and not heel to toe. So as you put your heel down, uh, that's going to make a little bit more noise than walking on the, on your toes first. Before we get too much into the walk-in, let's take a look at your boots and your shoes. Uh, The heels are hard and inflexible, whereas the toes are a little softer and more flexible. As you're walking, normally walking, you put your heel down that As as you move on to the toes, that front of that toe, the the leather or the rubber, whatever the toe is, the shoes made out of, it will bend and flex. You can feel stuff. As you step on something hard with your heel, you don't normally notice it, but you step on on the ball of the foot or, or the toes, the front part of the shoe, you're going to feel it. The same thing goes for your feet. You know, if you have your shoes off, you know, you're going to feel stuff with your toes and the balls of your feet because they're more sensitive than you will with the heel. You know, sometimes you can step on, you know, the stuff on your heel and you, you don't even realize you did it, but on the toes, you're going to feel everything. And that's, that's when walking through the forest, you want to be able to feel everything. Now, you're going to see sometimes, you know, uh, hunters walking through the forest, you know, and they're hunting as if they're on rice paper, trying to make no noise at all, just being really quiet. You know, everything in the forest makes noise. You know, a hunter's going to make noise going in. Uh, but so the deer, like I talked about earlier, that one deer made all kinds of racket. Uh, listen, listen to the squirrels as they're scurrying around. They're making all kinds of racket, but it's not this step, 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 step. They might move a little bit and stop, move a little bit and stop. You know, they're just kind of scurrying around, not really doing anything specifically. And and if you've ever seen any deer reacting to a squirrel, they're going to hear the sound. They might look over and just ignore it because it's normal. They hear it all the time. It's a normal sound. Uh, so you want to you want to be listening to that as you're going around. I was listening to a guy one time talk about, you know, spotting stocking. Uh, you know, he was an older hunter at that time, he was way older than I was because I was pretty young. But he was telling me that he says, Now, older now, so I don't walk too fast, I don't see very well. And what he would say is, he'd kind of more, he'd just kind of shuffle his feet, really pick it up and sticking them down. He'd he'd take a few steps, stop and listen. He says, Because I don't see very well, I have to do a lot of looking, you know, so he can finally detect some of that stuff. He would go through. Not worry about trying to be quiet, you know. Not walking that heel-toe cadence, you know, like you're marching through the forest. Um, he would just kind of shuffle a bit, kind of entertaining, like a squirrel. You, you go through, you make a few steps, so you make noise. Big everything makes noise in the forest, and then he'd st- he'd just slowly just look around and he'd listen for any any noises, and then just a little bit move on. Now he was a very uh, successful hunter in that way. You know, so I was listening to him, you know, it's like, oh, this is, this is a good information. I'm able to use this sometime. And, and I have tried that. I have gone through and I remember one time I was walking through a forest and, uh, um, that's like, I'm just going, cause it's, I was doing an evening hunt and I'm walking through being real quiet, move, you know, not really being quiet, but I mean, I'm moving and, and kind of being irregular and I look and listen and look and listen. And I'm not too far away from my stand. And I was like, ah, I'm not seeing anything. So I just started walking up, oh, pops a deer, runs off. And I said, Well, I kind of messed that one up. So I said, Well, oh, okay, keep walking. And then another one got up. You know, so you know, I I I blew it twice, you know. <laughs> now, <clears throat> because we're walking toe to heel, you're kind of stepping down with your toes first this is going to lie to be responsive to twigs and deadfall, you know, on your feet, you know, whatever, you're going to be able to feel that. And it's, it's going to be, you know, a quieter way to walk through, you know, you know, like the deer who's, who's, you know, make light contact with the forest floor. If you look at it, you know, as big as their foot is, they don't have a lot on the ground at one time. They got the little pointed part of the, the toes and, and they're not putting a lot of information. You know, there's a lot of weight, their small footprint. So they don't make a lot of noise <clears throat> you know when when you're walking in heel to toe, that makes a heavy sound you know take a look sometime as you're walking through a forest if you're not hunting or whatever, or just walking through the yard just just take a look at the sound that you're making as you're walking and just imagine that being a strange sound to somebody else, and then try just walking a little bit differently. And change the rhythm of your gait, you know, so you break it up, you know, take a few steps and then and, and stop, you know, if it's hard for you to walk toe to heel, then, you know, try and set them down flat footed. If you can't do that, then, you know, take a couple steps and stop, you know, drag your feet or, or something, just, just avoid that, that cadence of anything sounds, you know, man-made. The other thing you want to look at too is if you have any metal or hard plastic and you're walking through that sound can make. You know, make a noise, and that is not a normal sound. You know, bottom line, you know, brushing past the a, a oak stump or a tree is okay, but you know, marching in cadence is not because they're going to hear that. Things run into stumps and brush all the time. You want to walk into the wind. You know, this is the first rule because if you don't, the deer may smell you long before you know they hear you. You know, if at all possible, you want to work the wind. Uh, you don't don't be you know, thinking, well, I don't have to worry about the wind. Well, you may have to. So let's just say that you have this deer coming in, you're at full draw on a deer, 10 yards away. The deer hears or sees some movement. You know, maybe you draw on your bow to get ready for the shot. They detected some kind of movement because they're real good at detecting movement. And and now the deer starts turning its head side to side, you know, stomping its foot. You know, what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out what it was they seen. They don't know what it was they seen. It didn't alarm them. They just seen something. Now they're trying to figure it out. And maybe they can see your silhouette. And they're trying to determine, are you a threat or are they just something that is strange? Uh, you know, something that's different. And, you know, then you've got the wind in your face. You know, it's all favorable. All of a sudden, the wind shifts. And now you're now instead of being downwind. You're now upwind of the deer. They smell something, they snort and run off. You know, that's what can happen if you don't play the wind. Now there there are things that you can do. You know, like your your uh, uh, active charcoal suits, whether it be you know a chem oh chem suit, scent blocker, scent lock. There's several different companies that make those. You know, those help in eliminating your scent. And the other thing too is you know try and you know if you get up high enough, that wind switch is. When it switches, it may carry your scent over the top of them and they may not smell it. So, there's a couple of things to get around at to help on, on the scent. So, the next time, if they do catch that and do run off, uh, the next time, you know, go pick out a different path. You know, if you're walking in, uh, pick a different path so they don't learn your patterns because the deer will pattern you. If you come in at the same time every day, the same way, they're going to pattern you and they're going to know that you're coming in that time, and they're going to avoid you. So just like you're trying to pattern them, they're going to pattern you if they catch you. So uh, I know there's, you know, once you, you know, say your tree stand hunting and the deer comes and catches you in in that that tree stand, don't hunt that one for a while, leave it alone or just move completely to a different spot because next time they come through, they caught something there, they're going to look up. And if they see, see you in there again, they're going to learn that, and now they're going to avoid that spot altogether. You're not going to be able to hunt that spot anyway. Same thing as you're walking in. If they catch you in a certain spot, then you need to figure out why they caught you in that spot. Were you coming in a different way? Were they moving differently? You know, it's all it's all a game. You know, just test different things and see what works, what doesn't work. You know, what you want to do is become, you know, part of where you are. Whether you're you're deer hunting or not, uh, you just want to be there and enjoy nature and and that's some of the things that we want to make sure we get covered uh, when we're out there is is just remember you're out there to enjoy nature Uh, you know whether you get a shot at a deer or whatever you're hunting it isn't as big of a deal as just enjoying it and you know one of the things that we can do to enjoy it is make sure our skills our archer skills are up where we know how to uh, judge yardage we know how to shoot we know that you know we have the skill that if we know the distance we're going to put that arrow exactly where we want it to go and one of the things i offer to my uh, uh, listeners here is i have a archery coaching program and offer a free 15-minute consultation call to see whether or not coaching might be for you uh, see if it's something that i can help you with i've been teaching archery for 25 plus years so i I have some techniques that work really well. And basically it's the same techniques that your Olympic archers are using, you know, hit their spot. So I'll leave a link in the description below on a form that you can fill out so I can get to know you a little bit better. And then uh, get on a call with me and and let's see if we can give you those little extra skills, that little extra little bit that you can make so you know that deer is is that distance, you know you can you can hit it without worrying about okay, am I am I going to group good enough am i groups good enough tight enough am i consistent enough to do this so that's what you want to do uh the other thing you can do is join the Arch talk one-on-one facebook group i'll leave a link in the description below where you can uh, go and join that group there we have a lot of uh, information for beginning archers as well as advanced archers and it's a community where we all share information uh, about different archery uh, aspects whether it's uh, learning how to shoot better your different you know shooting better forms and you can actually upload your form your shooting form to the group and we'll take a look at it and give you some pointers you know on that, and that's free and another place you can go for some information is archtalk 101com website there i have uh information in there that be links to different products that i've reviewed uh in there you know whether you whether i like this this item or not uh there are other information in there and shooting form shooting techniques Information on how to work on your own bows. A lot of information out there for that in that group. And once again, I'll leave a description in that, in a link to that in the description below. So once again, my name is Ben Rory Canterbury, and I've been your host today on Arch Talk 101.